Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. When you love riding a motorcycle, you want to ride it everywhere, even to a physical. Let's check your weight. Hop on the scale. Look at that. You're down a few pounds. Oh, yeah. Must be the new carbon fiber wheels. And when you love saving money, you want to save even more. That's why GEICO makes it easy to bundle your motorcycle and car insurance. I'm going to prescribe 91 octane for your engine knock, and we'll want to see you again in 3,000 miles. Kickstart your savings with GEICO Motorcycle. Bundle and save on the things you love. Get a load of these. Shut up, Randy. Real girl done video going. It's Kenny Thomas. Kenny! Kelly, Paul, Jane. <laughs> Available everywhere. Beanie. Beanie? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. <laughs> Welcome to Jerry's Taco World. Would you like to try a burrito? Long time listener, first time caller. Here you go, Crisco. <laughs> oh, my. Hey, it worked. You're gone. Hey, welcome to Bob and Tom's Bits and Pieces. I'm Willie Griswold. Joining me is Jess Alsman and Jess Hooker. Jess and Jess, how are you guys doing? Hey, Willie. I'm doing well. How are you guys? Other Jess? Other Jess? Do we need to go by our last names on this? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking about dyeing my hair, too. Ah, oh, crap. There's a lot to do. <laughs> we have regular Jess and purple <laughs> Jess joining us. <laughs> She's got purple hair. That was a hell of an intro by Jason Hofsetz. That was really, really good. That was awesome. Yay. There's a lot to pull from. Oh, Let's I put bet. It that way, yes. <laughs> so yeah, this is bits and pieces, and basically we're just going to listen to old Bob and Tom bits, things that you've heard on the show, segments, songs, uh, just kind of our favorite things, a best of, a greatest hits kind of thing. Um, so should we just get right into it? Listen to our first bit. Let's do it. Dear penthouse. <laughs> I'm a freshman at a small Midwestern university And I never thought something like this could happen to me When my teacher with the dynamite asked me to stay after class And she started to undress I can't forget the statement she made you drop your pants, I'll raise your grade. <laughs> I'm a seaman first class at an overseas naval base. It's been seven long months since I've seen a woman's face. When I saw your recent issue, I took a box of Kleenex tissue and I locked the barracks door. Thanks to you, I've gotten a grip. 
Excuse my jerky penmanship. <laughs> The first two years behind the bathroom door. I bored through every penthouse I could find. Even though my mom said I go blind. Dear penthouse, doing sports on the radio has always been my job. I've never wanted a man until I noticed Bob. When we're close, I start to perspire. His little buns set my loins on fire. And I dream about the day he'll say, Chick, let's get undressed. Uh, name an address withheld upon request. <laughs> Dear Penthouse, it's a classic. Now, I think, so this week we all picked our own bits. I'm going to guess this was an Osmond pick? This was mine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> As a kid. So I grew up listening to the show, early 90s. Absolutely. And this is one of the songs that my brother and I would sing along to. And I didn't even know what I was singing. And you ended up getting in trouble in school. Yeah. And we would always make the joke, even though my mom would say I'd go blind. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Yep. <laughs> Just masturbation yeah. now. There are so um, many jokes like that. Like when I was a kid, I didn't get, but I knew that it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. Right. I remember in uh, Pat Godwin has a song about John Fox, about the comedy condos yeah. he would stay in, mm-hmm. about comedians talking about how they wouldn't want to stay in the comedy condo, in the comedy condos. And there's a line where he goes, "So don't drink the apple juice and don't eat the mayonnaise." Mm-hmm. And I got the apple juice part, <laughs> but in my head I was like, "Now what could he have done to that mayonnaise?" He didn't think, put it back in the fridge. You think it's expired? Yeah, yeah. he left it out. I could give you. Manila, that could be bad. And then I remember like going to my older brother being like, hey, what's the mayonnaise thing? And I must have been like 11 years old. He was like, you'll figure it out. Just, I, just, I'm just going to let you figure this one out. Yeah. Isn't it the best as a kid, though, just repeating stuff you hear on the show, specifically mm-hmm. the Bob and Tom show, pre-Janet mm-hmm. Jackson, Timberlake mm-hmm. uh, incident, Super Bowl, and just adults laughing, but then they say, don't repeat that. Don't yeah. do that. And then you do it at school, and they're like, what are you doing? You can't <laughs> sing that in school. And I don't even know what Penthouse was. But the song is so great. Bob is fantastic. And oh. then verse mm-hmm. three, Chick comes in. Oh, right? yeah. Right. So I knew that there was a, th- in the third letter, that it was a different voice. And I remember going, oh, that's Bob. And that's Bob again. And then when we were listening to it, I was like, who's the third voice on this? And I couldn't remember or the third <laughs> letter. And yeah, it's, he. whenever he does those types where it's him and it's not him, I love that. Oh, I yeah. love when Chick does that. Yeah. He plays it up so well. So wait, did... And maybe this is where uh, Mr. Hofstadt's over here mm-hmm. needs to chime in. Does Tom just like hearing Chick pretend to be a homosexual? Uh, I don't know, just... but that was such a theme for the show. And and I and I grew up and I kind of was like, well, is he? I, don't, I remember like not knowing. It doesn't sound disrespectful at all. It sounds so genuine and heartfelt that he would like to rub up against Bob and his mustache. It was genuine, right. He is a very passionate man, so you really don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Chick just cares, you know? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he just puts himself out there oh the chick let's get it on it, I, every time. I don't know the the full background of the of the mm-hmm. writing of that because that predates when i was even an intern 
but it's out, it feels like it was a Bob song. Oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. Tom came in mm-hmm. and wrote the lyrics for Chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like he just kind of hijacked that little piece there. Well, it's a really funny turn, and it's like it's a thing you see on SNL all the time where like they'll do a fake song, and then, of course, the third verse, now it's the musical guest is a part of the fake song. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like they bring a ringer in. Yeah. And so doing that, just having that turn, and then just the delight that it is actually Chick, mm-hmm. and then yeah. the final joke of please redact my name. Oh, that's so funny. And I think that that's where, I mean, Tom has such a talent, but in his ability, when you would like, oh, I've got to run it like back in the day, like so-and-so's at the shack, they're recording something and then so-and-so would record something else. But then when everybody heard everybody's part come together for the first time on the air, like there was like the buzz and the feel and everybody Mm -hmm. hearing it for the first time, what Chick said, what Bob said, like that (laughs) felt magical like yeah it was, it's authentic oh, yeah so many people say oh it's just fake laugh do they use like a laugh track <laughs> yeah. they just hit a button i'm sure after a certain point they've figured out their laugh how to project it a little mm-hmm. bit more but it's yeah it's authentic mm-hmm. oh, yeah. which that makes me wonder did tom write that verse for bob as a surprise and bob didn't hear it until it played you i know it's happened on other bits a hundred percent but i don't know it that's so early i don't know if tom had realized that like that magic that he created in doing that at the time well so here's what i is i know when my dad would put his hands all over a project the day that it was coming in for air it was kind of like there was this like weird like sort of just like air in the car of like we all knew like don't mess with dad <laughs> He is, he, boy, is he nervous about Casket Carnival. He does not know. He is losing his mind. And then if it goes well, great. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't go well, he'll just come. You know, I don't even think, I don't think Chick's listening when we play the bits. I mean, what's going on? Gosh, is it so, because he, he takes the, so he can take it very personally. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's from his heart. I know that it, there, it, the material is silly and funny and there's a lot of D jokes and that type of thing, but he really loves doing this and it is, it is so such a like a I don't know if I should say like a heart project but it kind of feels like it is with Tom it really is not just fart jokes they are witty yeah Yeah. (laughs) well it's like from like kind of like a stand-up point of view it's like that thing of when you give your friend a tag like he does a joke and you hey maybe you should say this and then it works well Mm -hmm. but then there's the opposite of you're like working a whole weekend with somebody and the last show you're like hey what if you tried this and then they do it and it doesn't work (laughs) And no one in the audience knows, but you're just back there like, why the hell did I tell him to yeah. say that? You're like, yeah. it's all their fault. They, they yeah. had the choice. They had the choice. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what year this was? Oh, goodness. Penthouse was probably early 90s. Very early 90s. I should have looked up the year, but I did yeah, not recall. 95? Planet Bob and Tom? Um, oh, if it was Planet that... Bob and Tom, it was 95, yeah. Gosh, I hmm. didn't realize it was that late. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it was because that song was in heavy rotation when I was yeah. growing up. That was one that I hear a lot. Yeah. And what year were you born? 93. 93. Yeah. 93. Okay. And, and to be fair, that was an edit. I think there was actually more than three. I think there were a few other verses, like uh, like a Sid Gurney, oh, um, okay. a handful of them. But Chick was definitely the surprise yeah. that That's came around. Yeah. That's a good song to yeah. constantly add new verses to from oh someone gosh, else, yeah, like Donnie Baker doing a Dear Paint House. Well, and I think they might have during the live days. Mm-hmm. They probably did a few little extra stuff. Oh, so I was not just, a oh you mean like a, a like a 2020 version? Yeah, yeah. 
Or yeah, 2020. Yeah. yeah. No, but I I think I'm thinking of the live days like you are, Jason. Like I was like, no, they this went on for a while. They, yeah. Yes. I yeah. want to hear everybody do a new verse. <laughs> I want Josh's verse. We that could, would be fun. We could arrange that. That oh my gosh, that would be a great dear Pornhub. Yeah, that's what it would be. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. I have a feeling there's either two options. I go to my dad and I go, hey, dear penthouse, and he gets a little magic in his mm-hmm. eye and goes, oh maybe. Or I go, hey, Osman said we could do dear penthouse. He goes, that would never work nowadays. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no you one knows who penthouse is. No yeah. one knows what that no is. One, yeah. does, did they even make? We would have to do Dear Pornhub. And then, yeah. he, and then he got his hands on it so we get a little yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I yep. think I'm wrong on Planet Bob and Tom. It says there's Dear Penthouse 2. There you go. See, oh, there might have been just a, a few, okay. probably so the same music, earlier. a few extra people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think it was early 90s. Man. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a classic. Um, and then it does one of my favorite things when someone comes into a bit late and then you figure out that it's actually them. The really classic one I can think of is Bob used to come on a lot of bits and it would go, dun, dun, hi, I'm Bob Cavoy. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. one of my favorite little Bob. I feel like I just got goosebumps when you did that because mm-hmm. whenever he would do that, I just, oh yeah, that dumb, was awesome. Dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might steal that. That could be mine now. You should do no, it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> should we go into the next bit? Hear what else we got? Let's do it. Hell yeah. You love his plain speaking, straight shooting, no nonsense approach to solving callers' problems. You tune in to his nationally syndicated talk show every day to hear the wise insight and savvy advice he gives to his callers. You see, caller, what you got there is a can opener. You use it to open cans. A can opener? Huh. I never made the connection. Thanks, Mr. Obvious. You're a lifesaver. Yeah, that's what I'm here for, caller. He's Mr. Obvious, America's favorite answer man. There's not a situation that he can't handle with his sage-like wisdom and his quick-draw wit. Well, waste not, want not, caller. And now, Bob and Tom Productions is proud to present a side of Mr. Obvious you never heard before. Ah, I hit my head. Damn, that's smart. Oh, oh, was, was my mic on? Now you can hear for the first time the Mr. Obvious that the censors didn't want you to hear. Oh. It's Mr. Obvious, too hot for radio. Oh, Mr. Obvious, too hot for radio. We can't even play it for you in this commercial. It's just too hot. So, uh, Mr. Obvious, I, I, I can't figure out why it's not working. Oh, well... Well, I can tell you why it's not working. Oh, oh yeah? Why, why is that? It's because you're a stupid <laughs> idiot. That's why it's not working, you dumb... What? Uh, cut. John, you can't say that on the air. Look, I'm sorry, but what the... <laughs> this dip doesn't even know how to operate his toaster? Come on, Bill. Don't we have anyone screening these damn calls? All right, all right. Settle down, John. Don't settle down, John. Me. <laughs> and where are the... Those pictures I was supposed to see. Get down on the phone. If I don't get those pictures in here by two o'clock, I'm gonna walk off this mother. You hear me, Bill? I'm not you. I've got money. You know what that means, Bill? That means I've got enough money that I can say you, Bill. Now give me some decent callers on the phone. These calls are ponderous, man. Ponderous. All right, John. We'll take care of it. And where's my orange smoothie? Damn it! I asked for a damn orange smoothie like 20 minutes ago. Mr. Obvious. Raw. Uncut. Uncensored. So, you see my point, caller? Um, but no, no, I don't, Mr. Obvious. It, that's got to be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm sorry, wait a minute. What did you say, you piece of 
You heard me. <laughs> Look, we've got caller ID. I'm going to have a couple of my gorillas down there getting medieval on your ass. How do you like that, Mr. Tuffy? Huh? I'll make you think stupidest thing you ever heard. I'll be watching from my yacht while the cops are fishing your bloated carcass out of the <laughs> river next week, pal. Hey, hey, look, take it easy, Mr. Obvious. Uh, I was just kidding. Oh, yeah, just kidding, huh? Sounds like you just made the connection, right? You just made the connection, didn't you, mother? <laughs> huh? To order Mr. Obvious too hot for radio, call 1-800-EAT- That's 1-800-EAT- <laughs> And so, Mr. Obvious, that was the last time I ever saw her alive. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, caller. You've obviously mistaken me for someone who gives a <laughs> Don't be a moron. <laughs> Order your tapes today. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that was me. <laughs> the, oh. the the first thing I just want to say is that the last thing that they say, it's bleeped a-hole. I'd imagine, when I was a kid, I didn't know that you couldn't say that because you can say ass in other contexts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought he was saying F-hole. <laughs> F-hole. And so I, I put that into the my Rolodex of insults and I'd yeah. call my older brother one and he goes, that's not even a real insult. And I go, well, Chick says it. <laughs> that's such a good bit. That is, that's, uh, I, again... I always love that you can hear Chick doing the announcer and doing Mr. Obvious and then laughing over it, like all the ways that you hear him. And with everybody, whenever they do multiple voices like that, I uh, I always get a kick out of that. I feel like a kid, like when I first realized that that was what was going on, I'm just like, like I was in on the secret. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're like, what? Yeah. No, you're telling me both of those people are Eddie Murphy? I don't believe you. Oh, no. All the time as a kid. And then even like, I remember our family discussing, is that... A little mm-hmm. bit later. Is that Donnie Baker? Right. He kind of sounds like Kenny. Is yeah. Donnie also a sales guy? But no, with Chick, yeah. I don't think I realized that he was Mr. Obvious for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I just assumed it might have been the guy that played the Pope or, you know, right, right, or the right. caller. Right. Like, who's Bill in this? Uh, Michael Young. Okay. Michael oh, yeah. Young used to do production. He was track guy around mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the thing, and then Chick also, like the Mr. Obvious, it is, it's not like a big impression. Like obviously a Donnie or a Kenny Tarmac is kind of a big impression. It's a total voice change. Mr. Obvious, it's really subtle. Mm-hmm. It's honestly, it's like pretty stellar character work. It And, and a, a little, another step behind the curtain. When Chick gets upset in real life, his voice does get that high. Like it, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, he does. He says it exactly like that when he really gets upset. <laughs> when he goes, damn it, we were just really like twenty minutes ago. That always made me laugh as a kid. When we said we were going to do this, that was the first thing that came yeah. in my head. And then I actually, I messaged a few buddies and I was like, hey, what is your favorite bit? Mm-hmm. And I messaged my friend Tim McLaughlin, who's a stand-up comedian from Indianapolis. He lives in New York now. Really, really funny. And I thought it was going to take a while because I like, didn't want to bug anybody. And it was kind of early in the morning. I figured it wouldn't be up. Yeah. And just write Mr. Obvious, Too Hot for Radio. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just one of those bits that you really remember and it mm-hmm. sticks with you. Because I think everyone loves Mr. O and like all the different sort of adventures mm-hmm. we get to see Chick and Deed go on through those characters. Yeah, absolutely. It's I, so fun. I'd have to say it might be the perfect bit for this show. It, it, it really is for, I mean... I mean, how many times have we all heard that? And we're, I mean, I'm laughing mm-hmm. for real still to this day. W- Willie was losing his mind over here with the mics off. It's mm-hmm. really, because it's, it's just really funny. And also, I might be really biased because I love Chicken Dean. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I've oh, known yeah, them absolutely. since, you know, since I was a little tiny baby. 
Um, and I, I do think they're like two of the, the funniest people that I know, funniest people. And it's just, it just, it just delivers. Mm-hmm. It's such a funny premise, and they hit it every time. And I, I also just, I love getting the little snippets into the Mister Obvious. Like when they say, you know, Mr. Obvious, and well, actually, that's a can opener. Yeah. Just little things like that mm-hmm. because a whole Mr. Obvious, but you can't do little jokes like that. You have to focus on sort of the whole thing. Yeah. I just think it's so funny. I could write 10 of those Mr. Obvious, but it's only two people, only two lines. One person gets each line. I mean, that's just such a funny, it's, it's great. I just really it, enjoy it. It is. And I think that it's been so successful and still is when they occasionally write one today, in that they sit in there and they write what is going to make them laugh. They write that for them. Like, this is funny to us. And that's just, that's not easy to do. And people also enjoy it. But that, Too Hot for Radio, they wrote that for everybody. They're like, we're doing, this is going to kill. They had to know. And it has so many pieces in it. Um, there, Bob had hit his head live on the air, <laughs> yeah. and they took a they took that because that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the Casey Kasem thing was the whole orange smoothie thing, which they had played on. Oh, the I didn't air. know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a real off. I, I mean, it's, it's basically if I would have recorded, you know, the guys in here going off on something and then I sent it out the back door if you will so that happened at Casey Kasem with the whole orange smoothie where's the pictures where I asked him 20 I mean it's all chick is literally reenacting the whole Casey Kasem okay meltdown gotcha but my favorite part of it is where you started here Willie with the can opener it's it's it's, you use it to open can he's being innocent it's the innocent Mm -hmm. but then we get super dark (laughs) yes vengeful not 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 dark vengeful Uh Mr. Obvious Mm-hmm. about you know he's gonna have his people he's got a few money yeah. i mean mm-hmm. he is he, he lit wow. him up <laughs> who wrote this did everyone come to come like did, these are usually dean and chick yeah but you never know back then it could have been oh, it could have been a marty kind of gave him a little idea and what about uh like roger naylor did he write any I don't know about this one. Yeah. Don't know about this one. Yeah, I think he, he could. Wrote, he could have. Yeah, I know he wrote another a big Mister. The watching someone get tortured while they're on a yacht—that has my dad. <laughs> that is my dad all over. Uh, true. True. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Try me, wise guy. I'll be sitting in my suburb. You know, <laughs> that's his version of that. I I also like the this is a, has sort of a Seinfeld feel when Kramer you didn't know what Kramer's real name was mm-hmm. it was Cosmo mm-hmm. this was like a same thing for me we learned Mr. Obvious's first name was John yeah yes yeah I love yeah because I love that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then Michael Young is the producer yeah. take take it easy, easy John yeah <laughs> he didn't call him Mr. Obvious yeah. of course that was so he good. called him John so can, we, can we acknowledge that Captain Obvious is a direct ripoff of Mr. Obvious where's that money okay yeah. so. You can't just become a captain all of a sudden it's if you unique. ask my dad he actually thinks he should get but i don't know there's a I lot of parallel thought going too. on Chick really does. he really does it's bs <laughs> well i was with him when when it, the commercial first came on and he was like mouth dropped open and i was like are you serious you don't you think that they didn't you think this is yours and he's like yeah i do mm-hmm. i mean who knows in the song in easy stuff in the song my stupid mouth by john mayer he says just call me captain obvious maybe they took it from john mayer <laughs> Probably not, no. 
Or he did his research. He's like, well, there's already a mister. There's already a mister. I got to change it I don't need doctor. Yeah, obvious. John Mayer had the decency. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite John Mayer songs, by the way. That's oh, yeah. Oh, I it's a great song. song. Yeah. I like it. The one thing I don't like is that he ends the song and then he goes, one more thing. <laughs> That's like a Godwin bit. That is not a John Mayer bit. That I'm is not, not a big John Mayer fan. Wait, he ends the song. He ends the song. Saying goes, one more yeah, thing and it yeah. doesn't happen. He ends the song. Mm-hmm. The song is over. And then he goes, one more thing. Yeah. Why is it my fault? There's a whole new verse, a whole, whole new chorus. Thing. Yeah. What? It's yeah. it's it's kind of hokey. I mean, it's on his first acoustic album, right? You know what? Me and Jess will talk about this on our podcast, <laughs> talking JM. Although I feel like In Vogue and Salt and Pepper did that with What a Man. What? No, it's fine. I'm That's like, true. Why'd you come back? Why'd you yeah. go away? But I liked it in that one. I, I, I let John Mayer. No, no. Anyway, no, yeah. the Bob and Tom fan base. You can all tweet at whatever that company is that ripped off Mr. Obvious and is it insurance? Him. It's no. some sort of insurance. I, think it's, I thought it was travel, hotels, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who knows? Maybe, but I don't have any. We will take I, this is a whole other topic, but you know, this show has been sued a few times. Why don't we return the favor a little bit? <laughs> I don't think I knew that. Come on now. And then just before we move on to the next thing, uh, the phrase, I will go medieval on your yes. ass. Yes. 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 The chef's kiss to that. That yes. is just great. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those you hear it and you're like, oh, that's going in my quiver. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, one of those yeah. things when like you almost get in a bar fight or whatever and you're walking back to your car, you're like, I should have said that. Oh, God. I should have said that. <laughs> going evil on your end. Next time. Next time. Uh, okay, cool. So let's go into the next bit, right? Sure, let's do it. Here we go. Oh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty more, seven, eighteen wheels on a big rig. Everybody, here we go. Oh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty more, seven, eighteen wheels on a big rig. And they're rolling, 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 rolling. Okay, let's back them up. Here we go. Oh, there's eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve, eleven, ten, nine, eight, seven, four, six, five, four, three, two, one wheels on a big rig. Okay, just the even numbers. Oh. Oh, there's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen wheels on a big ring. Yeah. And they're rolling, 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 rolling. Okay, just the odd numbers. Here we go. Oh, there's one, three, five, seven, nine, nine, eleven, eleven, thirteen, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen wheels. Oh, oh you're so smart in math, yeah. Okay, well, how about, how about uh, Roman numerals, Mr. Smart Bob? Oh, there's I, I, I. I I I I V V V I V I I V I I I I X X X I X I I X I I I X I V X V X V I X V I I X V I I I wheels on a big ring and they're rolling 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 rolling. Okay, get out your wrist calculator. Let's divide the wheels by pi. Here we go. Oh, there's three point one four one eight five 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 one two one two nine zero one three four six eight hundred bit. And they're rolling, 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 rolling. All right, 18 wheels on a big rig. That was me. I was eight years old when that came out and I heard it. And I was just like, this is funny. And they messed up. And it was like in my brain, I was like, how can you not do it perfectly and it still be so funny? And I, that's when I, that's probably when the wheel started to turn like of, organic comedy and how that was that was so much funnier than somebody writing a funny song oh yeah yeah i mean it's 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 the it's not the studio version it's the live performance version and there's so much to it i remember as a kid i definitely 
played that at camp. Yeah. And yeah. I acted like that was my song. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And you could get away with it because you're at camp. Mm. Oh, Nobody, yeah. oh, my God. And it's it's so funny. And you can do it in other ways. Mm-hmm. It's just the great, and it's funny if you're a kid, and it's funny if you're an adult. You it know? was a family sing-along right at our house where we all sang it. That was hilarious. We could not wait to get to Roman numerals and just be like, just see if we could do it every single time. Oh, yeah. I remember like staring into my little brothers and brothers just being, I, 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 X, X. Also, that song is how I learned how Roman numerals work. I had no clue. I go, what is that? Why is, is he just saying random letter? And, right. Well, no, he's doing Roman. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. The Super Bowl and Haywood Bank song. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Very true. Yes. Very true. Yeah. And then that song is one of my favorite show moments, little things that happen in a song when Bob just knocks the odd numbers out of the park mm-hmm. and then he goes on the next one and he's struggling. And then Haywood <laughs> goes, oh, look at you, Mr. Smart Bob. Because <laughs> yeah. that never happened. No one ever really challenged Bob. No, never. That's, that, it, it can go to Chick and go to my dad. But he, right. he was always kind of the cool guy. Kind of in control. Mm-hmm. And for Haywood to kind of just rip at him mm-hmm. in a song, it's so fun. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. And it just for me, that's like the timestamp. I don't know if that was... Was Haywood's first big like home run with the show, but I in my brain it is. I really couldn't go back to anything else. But Haywood was like at that age, like I said, like eight years old. He was hilarious. I mean, still hilarious, mm-hmm. but hilarious in a way that I'm listening to something that's adult and I'm getting it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm not going to get in trouble. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so when you're a kid, yeah, this is the one <laughs> when we could listen when like my friends would get in the car, right. And there was a Bob and Tom CD. This is one that we didn't have to skip, right? <laughs> this is one that we could play for everybody. It's so true. Yeah, I feel like this was a late '80s bit. Yeah. And there's only so many bits that have really survived. Yeah, that's through true. Through the '80s and the Part of the way you can tell it's the late eighties. One chick, I, don't, I, mean, I didn't really hear Chick or Christy no, on it. Not at so, all. and I say late eighties, might have been mid mid eighties. Well, it's, it's on a nineteen eighty nine album. Okay, yeah, okay. So, so, so yeah. definitely before, pre that. Yeah, yeah. And that's but, Pat Carlini on there. So. But, yeah, yeah, that she's is she's giggling true. a little bit there. But one of the keys and one of my favorite parts is that you get that. Tom laugh mm-hmm. from those days. That, yeah, that is when, a very specific laugh. Yeah, it's those those eighties and even some nineties mm-hmm. when he gets up. I mean, he still kind of does that high pitchy on thing, occasion. On occasion yeah. now, but this one, it, it's just fantastic. Yeah, and I love this one too because I remember the first time my kids heard it, and it was like, oh yeah, oh this is, and they loved it. And Max, we still, I mean, I still have a lot of those CDs. And he played it, and it was just like, oh, this is this is pretty cool that this has spanned, you know, two generations, and I get to watch him enjoy something that I really loved. Yeah, yeah, it shows you the brilliance. Special. Yeah, it shows you the brilliance of the piece. Yeah. that, you know, and your grandkids probably will listen to that and laugh. <laughs> yeah, because how could they not? Yeah, you know? exactly. How it's, could they not? Yeah, it's been said, but that is the genius of Haywood Banks. Mm-hmm. So true. And you just wonder, obviously, he's on the road all the time, and like, is he just? He's on the road and he, he comes up with that song, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And just gets silly with it. And, oh, what all can I do with it? All right, we'll do Roman numerals. We'll do it backwards. We'll, you know. And I don't know if I'm the only one, I, I can't be, but whenever he has been in the studio, like we'll be in the green room where I'll walk in there and he's in there, I'm just like, Oh gosh, this guy is so smart and funny. Like I don't, how, I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> and I don't want to sound stupid. And how do I say I love you? And you know all these things. <laughs> but he is like his brain is working in a way that I could never. I don't. I I'm not on that level. Yeah, 
yeah, I didn't know anybody. I mean, I, didn't, I don't know anyone in radio or from the show. And so working here, even for a few years, it's like, oh, cool. You get to meet people and stuff and mm-hmm. met Haywood. But then we went to Cincinnati for the opening day broadcast. And the night before, um, Haywood and his wife had dinner with us. And I had to sit by. I'm like, oh, I don't want to sit by Haywood. I don't want to say. <laughs> it's going to get weird. I don't do it with my hands. I can't get a salad. Too much forking. So it's like got fries and something that was really easy to eat. It was weird. Just because I'm like, I don't sit next to Haywood. What do you do? Yeah. He's the greatest. I can pretty vividly remember the morning he came in here to do Big Butter Jesus. And it was kind of like one of those things where I was talking about my dad coming in with a song. He kind of just sat down. And he was just, I, I kind of got a good. He knew it was going to be yeah. great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was always, when I was a kid in the green room, he was the guy that I would be happy to let in. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're familiar with him and he knows. So he's not here with some weird booker that I have to talk to. And, right. you know, it was always great being around Haywood as a kid. Yeah. And just when you're a kid, he dresses we all know he's a genius. He dresses very eccentrically. Mm-hmm. When you're, you're like, who is this weird guy? I love him. He is crazy. Yeah, I, I actually, Willie, I'm surprised like you don't have some of those, like you didn't, seeing him and going, I want to do that. Like I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to have like something quirky or do, th- I'm going to have long white hair. I'm not sure. But just being exposed to that much talent and, and, and such a rainbow of people like that you don't have like some weird quirk mm-hmm. really how well, do you well maybe this is cuz his kid Coulter oh, okay. lived in town for a while and he was my babysitter for a little while growing up and i remember just looking at him going how the hell are you so regular <laughs> what is going on with you yeah. you dress like a regular dude <laughs> oh Coulter was the best That's um cool. All right, should we get into another bit? Or? Yeah, um, I tell you, let's do one more. Yeah. Cool. And okay. um, I say we've uh, we've we've uh, hit the ground running pretty well here Good. for sure. So let's uh, let's let's uh, let me pull it up here because uh, that would have been great if hit the button and nothing played. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's end it with this and we chat after uh, afterwards. Okay. Hello and welcome to Spit Take Theater. Yes. This week's Spit Take Theater presentation: A Death in the Family. Hey, uh, <clears throat> listen, uh, uh-huh. thanks a lot for, for letting me stay here until uh, we, we get Mom's memorial service uh, put together. Oh, uh, no, no, no problem. Here. <laughs> really appreciate it. After all, you're my little brother. <laughs> uh, well, thanks. It's, it's okay. Man, it was, it's just all so sudden. I, last time I talked to her, she was, she was in great health. No, she was sick. Kind of huh. sick, but she just wasn't one to... Yeah. Wasn't one to complain, really. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Uh-huh. Listen, I, I, uh, I enjoy you, uh, you know, being here... Oh. Kind of lonely here oh. without mom around. I bet. So, you know. Probably pretty quiet right here, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's very, very mm. quiet. And by the way, uh-huh. this is delicious. I, I didn't realize what a cook you are. That is good, isn't it? Oh, it's one of the best meals I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Meat is m- most unusual. More peas? No, none for me, thanks. <laughs> listen, uh, while we're on the subject of mother, I yeah. uh, <clears throat> something I've kind of been needing to tell you. What's that? Well, uh... I've got a confession to make. I, I, I never really cared for mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, you never really, I never really cared for mother. Well, I mean, I, I know I never talked about it. But. What do you mean? You've had two helpings. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Spit Take Theater. Join us next week for another edition of Spit Take Theater. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
What a great bit. Oh my so gosh. Silly. So morbid. I feel like that's when that morbid humor was introduced or that I understood it and was like, ah, this is funny. Yeah. <laughs> So it's another kind of the classic sort of Mm -hmm. friendship, whatever you want to call it, Chick and Dean together on something, Mm -hmm. which I always love having that. Yeah. The the one thing that I I really love about this is how it it gets funnier with Mm re-listens, because once you figure out the the turn that's coming... The idea when, when Dean goes, yeah, well, you know, Mother said she was healthy. No, she was sick. She was sick. You know, it's. You're able to enjoy it more when you know what the punchline is because everything kind of was like, OK, where are we going? Where are we going? And then when you know the destination, you're like, oh, wow, that's funny. Oh, yeah. That's funny, too. Yeah. yeah well, there's also there's nothing better than the first time because I, I did not see it coming. <laughs> and you're just, what? Why? This is so weird. There's yeah. not been any punchlines, really. Yeah. There's that weird like fork sound in the background. Mm-hmm. It's kind of irritating me and then it all just (laughs) contributes to this huge payoff. I want to know who really did the spit take at the Mm -hmm. end because they nailed it, whoever it was. And then obviously Bob's laugh just makes everything Mm -hmm. great. But yeah, that, oh, oh. That, to your point of when you know the punchline, I start listening to the other, you know, finding the subtle humor, when, mm-hmm. more peas. Yeah. And just the, when he goes, hey, I got something to say. And you hear a little clank, like he puts down his, mm-hmm. his fork. You know, there's just little things in there just building up to it that are yeah, just fantastic. And, and I think that's like, uh, that's applaud Dean on his production. Oh, it's He's just Dean, so yeah. good. Like he just creates this whole story in such beautiful detail. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's it's so and and anytime I don't know how Dean can be the straight guy, literally play Dean and it still be right. so right. funny. Mm-hmm. He's good at improv. You know how many spit takes he probably recorded too. Oh yeah, that's there's true. probably 100 spit takes <laughs> to get the perfect one. Mm-hmm. And I just like the idea of your spit take theater. You hear the spit take, you go, okay, that was kind of a weird bit, and you've had five helping. What? <laughs> I just love that. What was the first spit take theater? Um, it was not that one. Okay. No? I'd have to look yeah. it up. I'm there's about sure. there's only about four or five of them. That's what I thought. But yeah. that one to me is the most memorable mm-hmm. one for some reason. That's their stairway to heaven. For yeah, sure. kind of what. Yeah, yeah. They had a first few albums, but that one is the one that really knocked it out. Well, and I, I like that when the bit starts, you go presenting spit take theater, <laughs> and I don't know who it is. Someone just goes yes, yes. Someone <laughs> did say yes. Yes. And I don't know because I couldn't imagine that chick would have said it. No. Maybe it was a guest that was in that day, but they would have to be familiar with the show. So I don't know who said yes, but I love that. Yes. Maybe Jay Baker. Is that possible? Could have been a Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the very beginning? Can you just play the very beginning? Give give me a second. Give me a second. And just the thing that I like about it, though, is that uh, like the thing we're talking about earlier is like the laughter is it canned and Mm -hmm. the fact that it's just people having fun. And that yes is Mm -hmm. the ultimate display of how much fun people were having. Yeah, here we go. Hello and welcome to Spit Take Theatre. Yes. This week. <laughs> like you found twenty dollars in your pocket. Yeah. yeah. I don't awesome. know what it is. I don't it's know. It's like a little bit. But it's it's genuine. Yeah. It is genuine. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, um, thank you for listening. This is Bits and Pieces. I'm Willie Griswold, joined by Jess Hooker and Jessica Alsman. Jason Offset's a producer. You got anything to say? Well, I was going to say, how 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 do you all want to be contacted if, say, someone wanted to go, yes, I remember 18 oh, Wheels. Yeah, you know, yeah. that felt good. Yeah, you know, is there I, a best way? Yeah, I'm at Jess Hooker underscore on all social media, and you can send me a message there.
Yeah, I'm on Twitter at J-N Olsman, A-L-S-M-A-N. You can at me and tell me that Dear Penthouse was from 1993 <laughs> on the Lola Losers album. And how did I not know that? I work at the show and I don't even know. Sorry. And then, yeah, if, if you want to question if Tom's my actual father, <laughs> uh, it's at Willie Griswold and it's Willie.Griswold on Instagram and just Willie Griswold on Twitter. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Instagram, I'm at Jess Galsman. I got to get that figured That's out. That's okay. You're good. You're good. There's too many things. I know. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. Goodness. All right. This was fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.